Hey fans, Lehigh Athletics is excited to return to competition on January 2nd, but these seasons are going to be unique. Men's and women's basketball will take the court in Stabler Arena and wrestling returns to the mat in historic Lehman Turner Arena at Grace Hall. However, it will not be the same without the cheers of our loyal Lehigh fans coming from the stands. As we prepare for seasons unlike any other, you, the Mountain Hawk fans, will still have the opportunity to make your mark on Stabler Arena and Grace Hall and support the Lehigh Athletics program by purchasing a fan cutout presented by PSECU. That's right. Be sure to get your fan cutout today by visiting shop.fancutouts.com and search Lehigh. You can even have your cutout signed by our head coaches, Brett Reed, Sue Troyan, and Pat Santoro. Remember, that's shop.fancutouts.com and search Lehigh. From Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, Lehigh Athletics presents Mountain Hawk Talk, the podcast for the Lehigh Mountain Hawks, presented by Lehigh Valley Health Network and Coordinated Health. Here's your host, Josh Wittick. Hey, what's going on, Lehigh fans? Welcome into episode nine of the Mountain Hawk Talk podcast, the official podcast of Lehigh Athletics. On this episode, I am joined by Lehigh women's basketball head coach Sue Troyan and senior forward Mariah Sexy as we preview the 2020-21 Lehigh women's basketball season set to kick off at rival Lafayette on January 2nd. The two take you in-depth on the team and everything you need to know about the Mountain Hawks as they fight for their fourth Patriot League championship in program history and the first since 2010. Without further ado, here's my talk with Sue Troyan and Mariah Sexy. And I'm now joined by Lehigh women's basketball head coach Sue Troyan and senior forward Mariah Sexy. Welcome to Mountain Hawk Talk. We're excited to have you on. And we're, we're talking women's basketball um, hoops. We're talking hoops, guys. It's, are you fired up? Are you ready to go? We definitely are fired up. It's about time. It's December, and we have not played a game yet, Josh, so we are fired up. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, you too? Fired up? <laughs> yes, very excited. After um, our abrupt ending last season, it feels great to be back. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this season and um, so many things to get to in this podcast, so many things to talk about, things to be excited for, things to look forward to. Um, and, and, and so many different things because we're in a much different landscape now than we were at the beginning of last season with the pandemic and the thing and the way things have went coach, you know, the COVID pandemic has changed many things and affected tons of teams and people, um, throughout the country, not just here in, in at Lehigh and in the Patriot league, you know, how has it impacted you guys on the court and at practices? You know, I think it's it's kind of a different mindset as you approach the year. And, you know, we've talked since the summer the importance um, of resilience and adaptability going into the, the season, going into the year, into the fall. And and those those uh, two words have, have definitely come up um, over and over through the fall for us. Um, you know, and I think at this point you take each day as a gift because you really don't know what tomorrow might bring with what we're dealing with. And, um, you, you know, there's been a lot of changes to practices and protocols. And, um, and I think I'm most proud about just how our teams adapted kind of daily to the changes and it's not been easy. They've had to 
sacrifice and, and give up a lot, um, you know, to do this. But like I said, I'm, I'm really proud of, of how they've responded, their resiliency um, with, with, with going through some tough situations. You know, we've had, had a couple cases in our program in, in the fall and, you know, had a couple other kids affected by roommates who had it. And so it, it's kind of a daily, weekly changing thing. And, um, and they've, you know, I think from the mental standpoint, um, been real proud of how they've just been really resilient to, to a lot of changes, um, being really adaptable to what we do. And um, I think it will pay dividends for them when we get into the season too. Definitely. And, and I feel like we've all become kind of pros at this. I mean, we've been doing this since March, this whole pandemic thing, you know, navigating through new obstacles and whatnot. And, um, you know, obviously it, it's going to all change. Like there, there are all these protocols and stuff that you're still learning about. And obviously we haven't even gotten into games yet. So we're not even sure how that's going to go. Just how do you just keep going on this adaptability and this resiliency? Because obviously, you know, we have 16 games to play and how does your team kind of keep that motivation heading into that season? Yeah, I think, you know, I think right now the motivation is these guys are locked into playing. Um, so it's about what are we willing to sacrifice to play? And you have to sacrifice a lot. I mean, the team is sacrificed going home for Thanksgiving. They're sacrificed going home for Christmas. Um, we've got protocols in place to have um, family come into town, but it's really hard even for family to come into town. Um, but then those are sacrifices, honestly, that, that each of them are willing to make. You know, we've talked about how important it is to them and playing is really important to them. And um, I think they're learning, you know, really what, I, I think these are the first teams as, as men's basketball, women's basketball and wrestling have an opportunity in front of them. It's a big sacrifice that we are asking our student athletes um, to do this because mm -hmm. um, they've, they've realized that the good thing probably is for us that we've gone through a couple bouts in the fall where we had to deal with somebody getting COVID. We've had to deal with a roommate getting COVID and kids having to go into quarantine and um, all of that has shown our kids that if we don't take it real serious, um, you know, the protocols, the behavioral expectations, yeah. that it can get in. And even you can also, we, we've also learned that you can do everything right and it can still get in. So, um, you, you know, it's a, it's a virus that, that is really, really challenging. But um, again, I, I give our kids a lot of credit. I think they're, they're kind of locked into wanting an opportunity to compete this season and willing to sacrifice whatever they have to sacrifice to get that season in. Mariah, from your standpoint as a senior, obviously this is your fourth year. And um, you, when you were a freshman, you probably never thought that you were going to have to go through something like this. Um, and, uh, you know, we talked, uh, coach talked about the sacrifices that you guys have to make as student athletes, you know, just, you know, how, how do you kind of keep that mentality as a student, student athlete, obviously a lot of challenges, you're also taking classes at the same time. You're trying to, you know, finish out your degree. Um, you know, how, how do you just maintain that focus and composure knowing that, you know, you know, you, you just never know when, when the virus is going to sneak up on you? Yeah, I think it's a lot about balance, you know, making sure that we kind of stay together as a team, make sure everyone's doing all right academically, you know, abiding by our social rules to keep our team safe um, so we can you know compete on the court and I think another big aspect is that we're all in it together so it's not you know not one person can have this woe is me attitude because there's 
you know, 14 of us who are in the same position and then add on our coaches. So, um, you know, it's cheesy, but we're all in this together. And with that, you can kind of lean on each other. If you're, you know, struggling one day, if you're feeling great another day, kind of bounce off of each other with that energy. Um, and then just obviously all having the same goal of winning a championship too. So trying to keep that, um, you know, as just the goal and that's why we're here and that's why we're doing what we're doing. I was just going to say, we're really fortunate. Um, I, I just have to, to um, shout out Mariah and Mary as senior captains, just their leadership has been uh, unbelievable through all of this. So it's, it's really helped the team in terms of what, what they have, the, the leadership they have in front of them too. So it, it always pays off to have great leadership and we'll get to that in a, in a couple minutes, but you know, last season, you know, the end of the year was strong. Um, I mean, uh, you look at the, the the way that the season unfolded towards the end of the, the that last stretch of the year, a senior day victory over Loyola, following with back-to-back wins over a very tough Colgate team on the road, Hamilton, a place that's tough to play um, and tough to travel to. You know, I've heard from other coaches in the league, and, you know, Mary, was, Mary Clockerty was on a previous podcast um, but looking back now, did you feel that you had the team to challenge Bucknell for the title? Um, and, you know, obviously they were the favorites, you know, if the tournament wasn't canceled because, uh, you know, I, I look back at, at, at that tournament, beating Colgate in the quarterfinals, you know, going to Boston. I, I really thought that we had the momentum to beat them and, 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 and take on, you know, what probably would have been Bucknell in the championship game. Um, you know, is that something that, that you look back and you're like, man, we could have, we could have done this. We could have, could have won this championship. What did you think, Sue? Um, yeah, definitely. You know, I don't, I don't live in the past very much. I mean, it, yeah. it is, it was what it was, but I think we were in a position, you know, probably the frustrating part for all of our kids is we had played really well early in the season. Um, and then, you know, kind of went through some ups and downs um, midway through, through league season, but, we kind of figured it out and put it all together and kids had kind of gotten in the mental um, state and accepted roles and, and kind of knew what, again, kind of knew what was at stake and were willing to sacrifice whatever it took to win. And, and they kind of came together in that, those, those last um, two or three weeks and by far playing as well as we were playing early in the season, I think playing our best basketball, playing our most confident basketball. And again, being led by a group of seniors last year, you know, six seniors that again, they just wanted to win. They were willing, they, at that point, they were willing to, to do whatever it took to win. Um, so I think we were in a great position going up to Boston. I mean, we, you know, we were kind of road warriors with two big wins um, at Colgate in a row. And yep. um, I think a team just playing with a lot of confidence. I think we would have been a tough out for any team to, to beat us, honestly, um, at the end of the season last year. Is that how you kind of felt as a player, Mariah? Like you, you, you've, you know, you put in the work and it, it was, it was apparent the way that you guys played um, on the road would have played at Boston. Um, you know, is that kind of the feeling that you guys had as, as, as a bunch? Yeah, definitely. I mean, all of our individual great games throughout a season are great, but they're all leading towards, you know, a championship. That's the goal. So I think we had a lot of confidence going into the Boston game. Um, I'm pretty confident we would have won that one. And then I think we would have had a lot of good energy and a lot of confidence going into the, that Bucknell game. So, um, you know, 
like coach said, it's sometimes hard to look back in the past and you can't, you know, question the what ifs, but it does bring, you know, some of that energy and kind of unfinished business mentality into this upcoming season. Yeah. Talking about that unfinished business mentality, um, you know, how does that confidence from last year kind of translate into this season? I know you don't like to look back on the past, but you know, you kind of have that chip on your shoulder now going into this season. Like you, you were that close last year. Obviously you lose a lot of your core players from last season, but you know, that, that mantra kind of sticks with you going into this year. And I feel like that's the theme that people are kind of putting on this Lehigh team for this year is that unfinished business attitude. Yeah. I mean, I think the returners coming back, we were all a part of that and, you know, very much lived through it. So um, every day we get on the court, we're competing, looking forward to every game and then, you know, wanting to get that championship again, even, you know, same goal as last year, but it's even more since we were so close and kind of got it stripped away. Um, And then I think it's really important to bring in the underclassmen too, the rookies, the freshmen. We have, you know, quite a bit of freshmen this year. So kind of setting the tone that this is what, this is what our goal is. This is what we want to do. And especially because of what happened last year. And then just the, the struggles that as a team we've had to go through this past spring, summer, fall, you know, we're kind of all on the same page with that now have all kind of gone through the hardships of COVID and, you know, have had a different season than normal, but bringing that attitude of, you know, unfinished business, we have work to do and that's why we're here. And Mariah, you're, you're a senior leader and co-captain on this, on this team. You know, what's it like to kind of lead this new group of players? Obviously you lose those six seniors from last year. Um, and you were, you were a captain last season as well, but you know, what's it kind of like to, to lead this bunch to, to go after this season with that same kind of intensity that you guys had at the end of last year? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's certainly hard, you know, it's not easy to take a new group with different experiences and, you know, think it's going to be the same team. But I think, you know, just kind of taking everyone's strengths and putting that together and then just kind of working, making sure that everyone is all on the same page, all working towards that same goal. So that can change game to game. It can change within a game, you know, it can change within a week. Um, But I think it's important as a captain, as a senior, just kind of setting the tone that, you know, all we ask for individuals on our team is all that they can give, you know, Mm depending on the game practice whatever to help our team win and to get that championship so that's kind of the mentality that I personally and I think our team has done a good job of setting up for this season you know one of the main things coaches about this um, season is that it's going to be a very different year and you know obviously there's so many things to adapt to and 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 things that might change and you know, we're, we're saying that we're going to play 16 games, but with, with this, with everything that's going on there throughout the country, there's teams that haven't even really played a game yet. Um, and, you know, the season for most of the country, you know, college basketball started in, in, around uh, at the end of November. You know, how do you kind of ad- adapt to that change going forward and, you know, need to be prepared for anything that could happen at the drop of a dime? 
Yeah, you know, so some of the things we've done, I think that we've, again, we've talked about the adaptability piece. We've actually even changed um, systematically some of the things we're doing to simplify. Um, part of the reason simplifying is six freshmen coming in. Um, part of the reason simplifying is um, you never know if you're shut down for 14 days, you might have to come back and be ready to play in four days. So, you know, we, we honestly, we've, we've, we've put in a new offensive system. The kids have been really open-minded and done a great job of, of again, to, to Mariah's point, just each taking each day with, with a sense of purpose about it, um, not taking anything for granted either and, and being really, you know, intentional and grateful for each day that's in front of them. And, um, you know, I think that, again, our senior leadership has been exceptional. They've set the tone. Um, I would say our upper class, um, uh, upperclassmen, juniors and seniors, just every day, just come in with a real focused attitude of what's got to get done. Um, and they've set a great example for, for the younger kids. So we've preached all along adaptability. We've got to be adaptable. We've got to be resilient. We've gone through a number of different, you know, situations this fall experientially that put us in some challenging situations. So I actually think we're probably as well prepared as any team going into league play mm -hmm. <laughs> for what might happen, what might not happen. And, and if it happened, you know, if, if we do, if something happens and we games are canceled on a weekend, I'm super confident in this team that they will respond well. Um, they'll be well prepared. Um, you, you know, I think they've, they've just spent a lot of, um, of focus on under, kind of understanding what's at stake and, and also understanding that things can happen even if you control everything you try to control yep. things may happen and we just we've got to be able to 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 go with it and and i think they've shown a, a great resilience to that this fall and it it you know i think it's a great um example of the the toughness this team can have too absolutely um you know we talk going into the roster talking about the roster a little bit you know six players you know this freshman class is the program's largest in at least the last 20 years. Um, if you look back, you know, the last, uh, the graduating class from last year was five seniors. Um, but most, mostly you go through all the rosters, it's three and four. Um, so this is, you know, and I talked to Glenn and he said that it's possibly the largest in the scholarship era, uh, having these six freshmen come in, you know, what do you like from this class? Um, and you know, how have the experienced players you know, kind of ease that transition to them playing at the college level? Because th there are some very exciting uh, names um, that get added to the fold this year. Yeah, you know, they, it's definitely a class, a large class, um, you know, and, and again, when you replace six seniors, that's the first, you know, again, we recruited five seniors in the class um, last year, and then Meg took a, ended up taking a fifth year and a Yep. Try to make that all happen. We gave up a scholarship in our class earlier so we could, you know, have, have Meg around and um, support Bryce and her situation. So there were a number of different reasons why we moved some scholarship dollars to this class. Um, but a lot of it was dictated off the, the senior class last year. And, um, but a lot of depth that our, our freshmen bring in, you know, um, and I think and we've talked a lot to our team, the importance this year of playing back-to-back -back games. It's going to be very different. Um, depth is going to be very different, uh, very important to, to a team's success, I think. And um, I'm really excited about the freshmen because the freshmen add a lot of depth to our, to our rotation. Um, and, you know, we'll have a, a rotation that can go, you know, I, I think 10, 11 deep. Um, if we need to. And, and I think honestly, playing back to back games on weekends, we're going to need that. You know, we've got a real solid seven, eight right now, but we've got, 
you know, 10, 11 that we can get to um, in, in through a rotation. And I, I just think that's going to be important given the, the changing environments week to week, playing back to back, um, some different things that, that we're going to be up against. Um, and I'm excited about our freshmen because I think um, some, some really talented kids that can, um, you know, we talked a lot about our team can score the ball. We got to see if we can defend right now, but um, a lot of different um, people to go to, to, to score. And, um, you know, I think, again, being led by a, a, a strong, strong upper class crew too for us at the, at the core for us. Yeah. And talk, just kind of just go like specifically talk a little bit about the freshmen because we got the, you know, we're all over there. We got, we got guards, we got wings, we have, we have some forwards too. Um, just what's, what are some special things about some uh, specific things about these players that you're looking forward to seeing um, kind of blossom on the court this year? Yeah, like I said, I think they're all, I, I think in general, the freshman class is going to add a lot of depth to what we do. Um, you, you know, I would say, you, you know, at the, the, the kind of off guard, the, the um, point guard and two guard, uh, combo guard, Kenzie's going to be a scorer for a kid that can score the ball for us, add depth at, at our point guard rotation, add depth at our um, wing rotation, and, and a kid that, that knows the game really well, plays the game really well, and will fit into our kind of motion offense. Um, and I think she's somebody, again, that will add a lot of depth. We've got a really strong wing rotation right now um, where we could put a lot of different combinations on the floor. And, and she's a, you know, she'll be an exciting one, um, I think, to, to play and to, to play with and, and to, to watch as well. Um, you know, and I, I think Jamie is is another one that that's a, a another scorer for us. She's she missed our scrimmage today, but comes from a great um, high school program at Lou High, and um, you know is is another kid that can really stretch the floor with her ability to shoot the three, um, and gives us versatility. Again, can run play a post position, can play a wing position, gives us versatility there. Um, you know, I think uh, Maddie Albright's probably one that benefited the most. Um, we had we had a bout of a four of our freshmen had to sit out for the first couple of weeks when we got together because of a roommate that got COVID and so they were put into quarantine and Maddie was the one kid that was not in that quarantine situation so she benefited from being around nine upperclassmen uh, for three weeks and and I, I've told her a lot that that was probably for her personal development one of the best things because instead of us correcting six freshmen on the floor. We were correcting one freshman. So she got a lot of, of coaching, but, but she also just got to work with a veteran group. And I think it's been pretty cool to see her development. She's probably one of the best athletes we've had at Lehigh. Um, you know, I go back to the, one of the best athletes ever here was Erica Prosser. And Erica ended up being player of the year in our conference for two years because she, because mm -hmm. she was an elite athlete at this level, um, a very good basketball player, but an elite athlete. And um, Maddie's got some some great, um, just a big, big upside that as she grows into uh, understanding the game and and learns more. And she's a she's a kid that you only have to say things to once, and you don't have to coach her again on that point. Um, so she she's done a great job there. Um, you know, we're probably a little disappointed. Um, Jackie Vargas is not going to join us um, this this spring just um, because of COVID and some of the concerns that the the family has. So, mm -hmm. um, and that's that that'll that hurts us a little bit um, just with the depth. She would have added some real strong depth to our post rotation, um, and that's a, a disappointment. But also, we're just really supportive to her family and what they're going through. And um, 
you know, and, and other kids, Maggie Brown and, and Fab um, are working their way. Fab's coming back from an, from an injury and Maggie's coming back from COVID and, and getting back yep. into it. So both of those are freshmen that, um, you know, as they get just more time under their belt in practice are really going to help us um, down the road too in terms of helping our rotation. Awesome. And Mariah, like as seniors, you and Mary Clockerty have the honor of kind of helping mold the underclassmen to be productive people on and off the court. You have one year with them. Um, you know, how has it been so far in taking these girls under your wing, so to speak, so far? You have six to, to, to really to mold and kind of nurture as, um, you know, senior mentors, so to speak. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, the COVID year has had um, some struggles for us just because normally we are all together um, on campus as a team in the summer before the fall. Right. So normally that's a great time to kind of build those relationships, work together on the court, spend some time off the court. So having that and then moving into a fall with, you know, stricter rules that Lehigh and Lehigh Athletics had, um, it's definitely a different year, but we tried our hardest, you know, when we could do virtual things, we did that um, starting this past spring, working into the summer, you know, doing that in the fall when we had to. But honestly, the best thing has just be, been being able to play together, you know, being on the court with new people can be so fun, you know, just seeing yeah. what people, you know, it's like, oh, like, you know, that's their go-to move. Like they, they love to do this, they're a shooter, you know, it's just really fun getting to know someone as a player. And then that directly builds onto off-court relationships as well. Um, so especially now that our team is kind of one of the few teams here over winter break at Lehigh, you know, working out on the court is great, learning about teammates, but then we also have a lot of time now that classes are done mm -hmm. to kind of spend that time off of the court too. And at it is really valuable and I really think it adds to um, team chemistry and how we play. What are sp some specific like things that you guys are doing to kind of bond as a team? Obviously with social distancing rules in place, you know, it, it's a much different year like we had mentioned before, but what are some things that you guys are doing to kind of grow as a team? Because, you know, growing as a team on the court is just as maybe, maybe even less as important as, you know, your chemistry off the court too, because, you know, it, it all helps, you know, guide what you guys are trying to do, um, you know, um, you know, at Stabler Arena and, you know, going on the road as well. Yeah, so probably since June, I want to say, we've had weekly talks um, regarding social justice. So as a team, every week we meet, um, virtually when it was the spring and summer and kind of fall but we would meet and we'd either have a show that we watched or a podcast that we listened to or an article that we read um, and due to some great facilitators on our team Katie Rice and Mary Clockerty we were able to have some tough discussions um, and you know being able to talk about you know what's needed to be talked about and kind of be vulnerable really does kind of bring a team together and kind of sets a core of values that we all, you know, need to um, uphold. Mm -hmm. And then now that we're kind of back into the swing of things of in person, you know, we're all together on the court. 
this winter break, we have a whole spreadsheet of stuff we can do, you know, go drive and see lights, you know, Christmas lights. We're planning to have um, a Christmas Eve dinner all together and spend Christmas Day together. Um, You know, movies, board games, puzzles. We have a whole, you know, list of things that we can do. And we kind of, me and Mary and I know the juniors, we have um, off-campus houses. So we kind of have an open door policy where, you know, our teammates and friends are welcome whenever, you know, they want to come over. So that's awesome. And, and, and it's kind of different because in past years, you guys would be going home for Christmas and, um, you know, you have, you know, last year we were in Minnesota right before Christmas. Um, and for you, that yep. was, you were able to go back home for that. But this year is kind of different because now you get to spend, um, you know, Christmas with your Lehigh basketball family, which is a much different experience leading up to, you know, a week before starting games. So uh, that's really cool. Before we move on with our next segment on the show, let me just remind you that Mountain Hawk Talk is presented by Lehigh Valley Health Network and Coordinated Health, your unrivaled partners for sports medicine and injury care. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lehigh MH Talk, and you can subscribe and download each episode from lehighsports.com slash podcasts or from your favorite platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Coach, talking about a little bit about your guards, um, you lose Cameron Boer and uh, Hannah Hedstrom, two of you know the most experienced players in program history to, to graduation, um, two of the most important players in recent memory. You know, how do you see players like Claire Steele, uh, Megan Walker, and Katie Rice taking, you know, bigger leaps forward in, in uh, 2020, 2021? Yeah, you, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, I've, I've said this before, as talented as our seniors were last year, um, I felt like the kids before them were as talented and are kind of just, we're just waiting for their opportunity to, to yeah. shine. Um, you know, when you look at Claire, you look at Emma, you look at Meg Walker, Um, Katie, Franny, you you know, all kids that kind of played in the shadows um, for our juniors, particularly played in the shadows of a, of a senior, you know, senior class that had been, you know, three, four year starters and, you know, had just been kind of in the rotations and knew their place. And I think the junior class was just, has just been waiting and itching to, to kind of shine. Um, And they're, they've been impressive. Claire, I tell you, has had a great preseason for us. Um, just is playing as at a high, high level. Um, um, and I'm, I'm super excited for her just as, as, as point guard. And, um, you know, she's, she's being pushed by Anna Harvey, a sophomore. And I think that the combination of both of them, you know, just going to give us a great uh, point guard play. And, and again, um, Claire's just playing at a really high level on both ends of the floor, offensively, defensively really good great court sense um really excited for her and and also excited for Anna. i think they they compete really hard every day with one another um but they're also um going to be real two real strong floor generals for us um at the point guard position and you know meg walker is is playing um as well as anybody from from shooting you know just a, a kid that um shoots the ball incredibly well um, if I was playing, if I had somebody I was picking up and pick up five on five, I'd want her on my team because she's the best screener. Um, she'll set an awesome screen for you. She'll defend for you. 
Um, she'll she'll shoot the open shot um, and just plays tough, tough basketball and excited for her development this year too. And um, Katie's just um, brings the toughness to our team, honestly, the toughness, the leadership, the basketball mind, um, the grit, grittiness. And, you know, Katie's a kid that, that honestly will play, will, will play a lot of four guard rotations this year because of um, just the system we're playing. And, you know, mm -hmm. Katie will be there and she can play at a two, a three, and a four for us. And um, just going to give us that grit and that toughness. And uh, Franny's another one at the wing that's just really stepping up her game um, just this year and you know a proven scorer in high school scored 2,000 points in high school so she's a bucket you know when she gets the ball and yeah. she's learning the offense and um, just a kid that can can really score for us and you know another senior Mar Mary's counterpart uh, Mary just at, at the, the wing position too is just playing at a, a at an exceptionally high level um, you know she had um, games at the end of last year where she just really, really shined. Um, and I think you're going to see her elevate her game this year too. So it's, I'm excited for the, honestly, for the juniors and the seniors, because I feel like it's a junior and senior class that kind of played behind that senior class a little bit yeah. and almost in the shadows of that senior class. And I've often said, I think, I actually think these guys are, could, are, could be better players and not, not to, the, you know, Cam and Hannah and Gina and that and Cameron were were all great players, but I I think this group has going back to just has a lot to prove. Um, just to you know, because I yeah. I, I know they're very self confident too in their abilities. Yeah, we talk a little bit about the three point shooting and you know how important that is in in today's game and you know shooting thirty eight percent and thirty four percent from beyond last season respectively. Megan Walker and Mary Clockerty easily you know, your team is best returning three-point shooters, and they're arguably two of the best three-point shooters in the Patriot League. You know, as an offense, how, how much does it help to have those, like, two deadly shooters from beyond the arc? And with that, um, you typically open up the paint and create driving lanes for your guards and wings. Are you going to try to run specific plays, quick hitters for them to get open? Uh, you know, we're, we're, it, it's, we're not, we're not going to run a lot of, you know, last year we ran a lot of different sets and plays. We had probably a, a playbook of over 50 different plays of, yeah. of calls. And, and we've, like I said, we've really simplified things um, in, in our motion and it's much more t oriented to the team. And, um, you know, we feel like we've got a lot of people that are capable of shooting the three. Um, and that's including our posts with Emma and Mariah, who are both, both as post players playing an exceptional level as well. Um, so we, we feel like we've got um, just a lot of different weapons, a lot of different, uh, you know, personnel who can play different positions, mm -hmm. a lot of interchangeability to what we, we do. We talked about the importance of that just in, in again, kind of a new era of basketball this year of, uh, you know, we have to be fluid, we have to be adaptable. And I think the way we're playing and the lineups we can play will give us um, just a lot of different looks, but not, you know, um, going away from a lot of set looks and, and more to a team-oriented approach. But the, it's going to start with up-tempo, though, you know, yep. and that, that doesn't change from last year. And I think Claire is a point guard, Anna is a point guard. They can get the ball up the floor um, quickly. Um, and we want to score early in, in early offense. That's going to be the priority always. If we can get an open three or get a layup, those are the priorities right now of in in transition and um we got a lot of kids that are capable of knocking it down um and scoring yeah. around the rim too 
Yeah, Mar- Mariah, like, what is it like to have shooters like Megan and Mary to get the ball out to in those kind of situations? Because obviously you might get double teamed down low, be able to kick the ball out to them, and you, you know with confidence that they are more likely than not going to knock those shots down. You know, what's it like to have those uh, players, as those kind of players as backup back there? Yeah, it's awesome. Like you said, you know, there's a lot of in and out movements, um, you know, with post. So me being a post player, if, you know, I kick out, it's great to see people behind the arc who I have an abundance of confidence that can knock it down. Um, in addition to that, those type of shots and, um, you know, just threes in general create a lot of energy. And, um, you know, that's kind of what we want to you know, keep the good energy, keep the energy up, you know, move on from making a three pointer and then getting a stop on defense and then coming back and making another one. So definitely having clutch shooters and shooters that, you know, as a teammate, I, you know, will give the ball to them and have, you know, a lot of confidence that they'll hit it. That's um, really helps the team overall. Awesome. And uh, coach, you know, forwards wise, you return Mariah and Emma Groathouse. Um, and with Emma, she's possibly one of the best returning forwards in the Patriot League this season. And, you know, we always talk about, you always talk about it on interviews last year with Matt Marcus, you know, not yet reaching her full potential. Um, she's, 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 she has such a high ceiling. Um, and this year I feel like we're going to see a, a lot of flashes of, of that high ceiling and, and what she can really be. Um, you know, Cameron Benz is a, is a big loss in the front court, but, you know, how confident are you that these players mixed with incoming talent will be able to continue to impact both sides of the ball in positive ways? Yeah, I think both. Um, I think the other one that you're, that, that you, that's going to open some eyes is Mariah, uh, to be honest with you. Just uh, both Emma and Mariah are playing at a high level. I think Mariah is another one who's kind of, you know, has played in the shadows of Cam Benz, of Gina, um, you know, and, and was always willing, and, and, and Megan Arapray as well, and always willing to do her role. But there were six posts in that rotation, and, you know, yeah. you kind of fought your time for it, literally. And, you know, the, the kids ahead of her probably had a little bit more upper hand because they were, you know, older than her with, with some of those rotations. So um, I, I'm actually really excited for, for both Emma and Mariah. You know, we don't – you know, we, we went from six posts – Seven posts, right? Last year, Mariah, seven, I think. Seven posts in our rotation last year to two right now. So <laughs> um, so we are going to be guard-oriented, but um, we've got, a, you know, again, we've talked a lot about flexibility. We've got lineups where we could not play Emma and, and, and Mariah. We've got lineups where we could play Emma and Mariah together. Um, we've got a lot of flexibility with what we can do, um, yeah, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for actually both Emma and Mariah because I think they've played at a really high level in practice. Um, and I think they've, again, kind of not, not playing with a chip on their shoulder, but I think they're just excited to have an opportunity right. to show people what they're capable of doing because there's a lot there uh, from both of them. So, um, so watch out Patriot League. <laughs> <laughs> watch out Patriot League, indeed. Um, your team last year finished second in scoring offense in the Patriot League and third in assists. You know, what do you guys have to do, obviously, with, with almost a brand new team, uh, losing a lot of those players that, that generated those points and assists? Um, but what do you guys have to do to replicate that type of scoring this season? 
you know, like I said, I'm not worried about scoring this season. I'm worried about if we can defend this season. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we can score, and we we showed that, you know, today in a scrimmage. Um, you know, they're, they're going to be capable scorers. We got a lot of shooters, a lot of kids that can shoot the ball. We got kids that can pass the ball really well. I think they're the team that's really unselfish. They're not a – you know, it's not a, this person's got to get hers or this person's got to get theirs. I think there's, there's an understanding that there's a lot of talent on the team in terms of ability to score. Um, So I think, you know, a big part of it is probably who's going to, what's going to determine a lot of who gets on the floor is who's going to defend, to be honest with you. Right. Um, Because they got to be able to play on both ends. And um, that's, that's going to be one of the important things, but it'll be, um, you know, I think the, I think it'll be a team that's that's super very capable of scoring, you know, very up tempo. I would, I, I think we could we can actually um, surpass um, some of the things we did last year in terms of the offensive end. We've got more capable scores, honestly, in our lineup right now than we had last year on the floor. Um, to be honest with you, we also had some better defenders last year on the floor. So I think that's where I re- really think it's important for. Um, our team to kind of focus on the, the defensive end of the ball because, um, you know, like I said, I'm not worried about the scoring piece of it, but, yeah. but we lost some exceptional defense. Hannah was one of the, um, yeah. you know, was an exceptional um, defensive point guard. Um, and um, Cam Benz was one of the best defensive um, wings that, that we've had in terms of understanding the game, taking charges doing all the little, a lot of little things in the box score that you, you don't see, things you don't see in a box score, honestly. Right. And Cam Ben's the same way. And then you look at Meg's, you know, length and height. So I think from a defensive end, rebounding end, the, the strength of our senior class was, was definitely that piece of it. So that's the, those are the things that keep me up at night. <laughs> Not our ability to score. We're going to score. It's just a matter of um, are we going to stop anybody from scoring? Right, right. That, that's that's the trick right there. Um, you know, Mariah, the Patriot League is full of strong talent, especially up front. Uh, Lafayette's Natalie Kukowski, uh, Bucknell's Tessa Brugler, uh, who, who you'll oppose four times this season, um, both of those uh, girls. And then Loyola's uh, Emily McAteer are just three notable players that you'll face. You know, what are the challenges you face against um, against these types of players? Yeah, kind of going off of what Coach said, you know, really emphasizing defense. You know, those are all players that can score and score in the post. So I think really, you know, making sure with, you know, M and I and anyone else down low that we're really emphasizing, you know, our effort. Um, on defense and you know limiting those opportunities for them Um, and then also offensively too you know our coaches kind of talked about you know not changing your game but adapting your game to the type of defender that is guarding you so you know bringing someone who might be a little slow footed outside of um, the arc and you know taking them to the basket versus you know someone who's a little bit smaller down low so I think that that's something that Emma and I are ready to do as well, just to um, try to be adaptable with our game and um, smart with it too. Is there a particular matchup that you and Emma are excited for um, in the Patriot League this year against any particular players? Um, I mean, I can speak for myself. Playing law four times is great. Um, You know, 
we lost to them last year. That was not an easy loss. So I think beat them at home though. Yes. Yes. One and one, (laughs) but still that's, we wanted two and oh, so absolutely. um, I definitely think that we've got some, you know, it's a rivalry there just with Lehigh and Loft, but also coming off of, you know, uh, last year too, that's, you know, excited to play them not just twice this year, but four times. So. Yeah, absolutely. And they have, like I mentioned before, Kukowski, who um, could just possibly be the player of the year in the Patriot League uh, preseason this year. Uh, yep. And she'll be interesting and, and intriguing to face. Um, you know, no non-league schedule, Mariah, um, this year, and which is your way to prepare for a grueling Patriot League schedule year in and year out. You know, this year you're get, kind of getting thrown into the fire, so to speak. Um, you know, how, how do you flip that switch as a player to go from, you know, practice to competition just like that? Yeah, I mean, we had a scrimmage today, which was really good, you know, just to play a whole game. And even though we can only play against each other right now, it's just kind of getting into that mindset. And I think with these times, it's just really important to remember that every time you step on the court, like that's a gift to us. Like it's not guaranteed. And there's some teams that aren't getting that. So, um, and it's really, it really, that really hasn't been the case before. You know, we had an abundance of games, you know, preseason to get ready. And then once you're into the season um, to kind of figure some stuff out. So I think it's just that sense of urgency and just that extra um, level added onto it with COVID. But I think we're really up for the challenge. And I think that above anything, we are extremely excited to play teams and, you know, compete against people who aren't our teammates. So um, I think that will really show. Yeah, and mentioning the schedule, this year's is very unique with teams playing on back-to-back days against the same opponent uh, throughout the season. You know, as a player, how do you plan on resting your body, healing up, and preparing to play with that same intensity two days in a row? Yeah, I'll be honest. I probably haven't done that, you know, consistently since like AU um, back in the high school days. So it'll certainly be a change, but I think, you know, rest healing is really important taking use of our sports medicine staff you know helping helping them to help us um and really urging all of our players to do that um Mm. and like coach said having depth too will be awesome just because you know like I said we're not used to those back-to-back games so um it'll be new but I have faith that um as players, we will do what we need to do to play our best, not only that Saturday game, but, you know, just as well on the Sunday, the next day. So. And coach for you, you know, and your coaching staff, what are some challenges you uh, face regarding the schedule and how does this format affect the way that you adjust your game plan for teams and, and scout them? You know, it's interesting. We have, we have the benefit of having Addie on staff and Addie, you know, played at Princeton, um, coached at Dartmouth, um, also coached at Princeton, and they played back to – so they've been yeah. – she's been in the model of as a player and as a coach of where you play back-to-back. You know, they play Friday, Saturday in the, mm-hmm. in the Ivy League. So um, we've talked a lot about, you know, game plan around what's a week look like. You know, a little different when you're playing the same opponent. So yeah. it actually – you can actually cut back with how much you do during the week. 
um, in terms of you're not scouting prepping for two games, you're scouting prepping for one. Um, so we're going to be really strategic, honestly, in terms of just how we approach each day, um, making sure that, you know, the focus of everything is going to be that we're, we're, we're kind of peaking at the on Saturday, Sunday to play our best, not overdoing it. Um, and I think, like I said, I think it really helps having somebody who's kind of coached and played in that model to, to, to kind of, you know, run things off of and, and get feedback from. And, um, but it'll be a little bit different. The back-to-back -back of same person is going to be an interesting component of it. Um, you know, and the back, the traveling, you know, home and then away is also another different component. So everybody's in the same, I look at it as everybody's in the same boat, you know, yeah. we're all going to have the same um, challenges in front of us. And just the, the fact that we have the opportunity to play, we have to be, as, as Mariah and I said earlier, you know, grateful for every day that's in the, that each day that's in front of us. And we'll be grateful when January 2nd arrives and we can play a game. Absolutely. And, um, you know, Mariah, obviously 16 games to play and, um, you know, every game matters, you know, you, you got winning games is going to be so important this year in order to, to get your place in the Patriot League tournament, especially with only eight teams making it instead of the, the 10. So you, you, if you're in the bottom two, you don't make the Patriot League tournament this season. Um, you know, what are some goals? Uh, obviously, we talked a little bit about goals at the beginning of the, of the episode, but what are some goals that you and your teammates are focused on this season, whether big goals or little goals? And, you know, how, how competitive do you guys think that you will be right out of the gate? Yeah, I mean, always the big goal is winning the championship. That's always, you know, every day, every practice, that's what we're um, – that's what we want to do. We want to yep. win the PLC. I think an important thing kind of going off of the weekend games and playing the same team is um, being able to bounce back. You know, obviously I would love to say win every game, like that's obviously that's our goal. But if a loss does happen on a Saturday, like you play that team again the next day. So being able to bounce back, learn from mistakes with that, you know, short turnover and kind of not, not holding on to anything. It's a new day. You know, if you had, you know, individually as a player, maybe you didn't hit shots on Saturday, who cares? Like Sunday mm -hmm. is your day. So I think that's kind of an added component to that where, you know, you don't have a game and then have multiple days to kind of mull it over. You have to bounce back and be ready the next day. So um, I think that's really important. Coach, you know, what would you say is the biggest key for your team this year to achieve success after everything that we talked about? What, what's that one thing that, that really will, will drive this team home um, to, to achieve that success in the Patriot League? A, a tough league every single year, but it's going to be even more challenging this year with less uh, games and, and uh, less sample size. I think just staying, I think the, the big focus is just staying together, he, he, you know, and there's, there's going to be challenges um, whether it's a loss, whether it's, uh, you know, a week shutdown, whether it's, you know, there's going to be things that come up that are going to be challenging. And it's how do you respond to Mariah's point? How do you respond when adversity hits? Because adversity is going to hit. And if we're fooling each other, if we don't think adversity is going to hit, um, you know, it hit in the fall and, and they respond. I'd be like, I told the kids today, I was super proud watching them play today. Like, like they, I mean, they should yeah. be commended of how they've responded to some really challenging, you know, we haven't had a full, had of these five weeks, I think two weeks of full practices um, with our full, yep. with our full group. So 
that's not easy. And to come out and perform at the level they performed today, I was really, really impressed. So I think it's about just the resiliency piece um, and, and being able to, to, to respond to, to, to adversity. And, and, and again, I go back to resilience and adaptability because things are going to be different. Yep. You got to be willing to change. Things are going to change. Um, and just when it happens, we, you know, we just gotta, we gotta kind of plow through it. And I, I think strong senior leadership and strong upperclassmen leadership can really help us. I think that's the, I think that's the thing probably the most concerning when you have six freshmen, but you know, I think they've, they've really been led by an exceptional crew of our, with our upperclassmen, honestly, this year. Absolutely. Um, and no crowds this year in the, in the, in the Patriot League and in Stabler and throughout the year, it's going to be much different feeling, you know, no friends, no family, um, no students in attendance, you know, how will this adjustment change your preparation? And is it just another distraction that you guys don't really have to worry about? Um, you know, having, um, you know, people there watching you, um, you know, you don't have those eyes on you like you would t typically have, especially yeah, for your I senior year. Too. Yeah, it's definitely multifaceted. You know, as a senior, like that news was pretty hard for me just because, you know, I have family that um, even though I'm from Minnesota and that's where my family is, like every year people have come out to, you know, come watch and see me play. Um, so, you know, I'm having my family order the the heads to sit, you know, in the stands and fan cutouts. <laughs> yeah, you know, just trying to be adaptable with that. And I think, you know, just trying to, you know, that's out of my control. So not trying to, um, you know, put too much attention on that. I think that, you know, we've had some great friends of mine and some fans who can bring us some energy. So I think it's important to just make sure that we understand that with no fans and attendance, that's, you know, it just is even more important that we keep our energy up. You know, if there's a bad stretch of a part of a game that we're able to pick each other up and as a team kind of bring up that energy. So um, I think that's important, but I also think we're definitely up for that challenge. And it's just another thing that, you know, COVID throws at us and we'll be ready yeah. to kind of get through. I yeah. think too, a big part of it, Josh, is you, you play for each other too. It's not about playing, you know, family's important, friends are important, but you're playing right now, you, you're playing for each other. You're going through this, you know, these guys are going through a really, like I said, really bad to sacrifice a lot to, to get to this point. Um, yeah. And now it's just, you do it for each other, you know, and, and you got each other's backs and you pick each other up when things are going well and you pick each other up when things are, are going hard and and but you do it for for one another as well and then finally um with the department putting out an official message on social media last week in support of the black and brown members of the lehigh community you know what are some ways your program will continue to promote equality and combat systemic racism in the united states i'll start with that i i want to say i i've just been incredibly impressed with again the leadership in our team of um, you know, Katie and Katie Rice and uh, Mary Clockerty have just done an amazing job um, around the social justice issues and educating our team and, um, you know, literally came up with a curriculum. Um, it's been 20, how many weeks? About 20 weeks, Mariah, you guys? Almost 20 weeks? Yeah, than 20 weeks. I think since June, I believe. Yeah, since June, we met, as Mariah spoke about, have met 
weekly, um, discussing the issues, um, learning, um, educating one another about it, um, challenging one another about it. Um, you know, and, and again, I think when, when you can um, share those sentiments and vulnerability with one another, that's, that's how you really learn and grow through the process. So um, just very impressed with what they have done. Um, and I think, you know, they've really challenged me, uh, honestly, that, that, that I've got to do a better job too, because they've led in an unbelievable way. And it's really um, helped me to, to kind of self-focus on um, where am I and what do I have to do and what do I have to do to, to be um, a better ally for other people and um, certainly committed to doing that as well. And for you, Mariah? Yeah, I think it's been really important to us as individuals and as a team and um, we've put in the work to try to learn more and educate ourselves and we'll continue to do that. But I also think that it's something that we all want to see program-wide too, that's representative as of Lehigh Athletics. Um, and, you know, just listening to our brown and black athletes, you know, on how their experience could be better and, um, you know, just what they've had to face, you know, in all aspects of life and just supporting them, listening to them and um, with the goal of just creating, you know, a, a complete inclusive, yeah. school and country, you know, whatever. So. Yeah. It's been really awesome to see, um, you know, the way that we've grown, that we've grown and we've been learning and it's really been awesome to see our players uh, really step up in a big way. Um, uh, Sue and, and Mariah, thanks so much for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure and uh, uh, we're, we're excited for basketball season to, to finally happen. It's going to be a fun one. And, uh, we're really excited to see, you know, how Lehigh basketball will uh, will perform uh, in the new year. Thanks for having us, Josh. Absolutely. Yes, thank you. You've been listening to Mountain Hawk Talk, presented by Lehigh Valley Health Network and Coordinated Health. The Mountain Hawk Talk podcast is a production of Lehigh Sports Communications. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on the platform of your choice. If you have show comments, questions, or suggestions for future guests, email us at sports at lehigh.edu. You can also follow the show on Twitter at lehighmhtalk.